Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode four of the Adventure Girl podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and joining me, well, kind of not exactly in the same room, but <laughs> on the other side of the line today is my co-host, Deanna. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> so like we talked about at the end of the last episode, we are talking about mental health and how being in the outdoors can affect your mental health in positive ways. So if you haven't heard my story and how adventuring helped cure my anxiety, check that out in episode two. I'm not going to bore you with it again, but I might refer to it. So if after this you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, hop on over to episode two. So let's dive right in. And I think it's important to kind of give a base definition of mental health because I think it, it's something different for everybody. Yeah. But the actual, you know, definition is mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. So that's why it can kind of be something for everybody because it's emotional for some, it's psychological for some, and it's the whole kit and caboodle for others. Yep. So I have some stats that I was surprised by, but I want to see what you think about them. Okay. Here we go. I love my stats. So these, (laughs) these specific stats include anxiety, depression, and OCDs in the umbrella term of mental health. So, or mental illness, sorry. So approximately one in five adults in America experiences a mental illness. Nearly one in 25 adults in America lives with a serious mental illness. 54% of women and 46% of men experience an anxiety disorder. And then in relation to women only, a study um, by actually Women's Day of 1,500 women um, said that 61% have dealt with anxiety disorders in themselves or a family member and a whopping 66% with depression. 39% said they've had to take time off work as a result. And 13% had to quit a job. Almost one-third did not share their challenges with anyone at work. 43% would be more likely to talk about their mental health struggles if their managers did the same. And 67% said high stress or burnout at work has affected their mental health. So do those stats surprise you? Uh, They actually don't. um, And maybe that's the surprising part or the sad part. you know, especially when it comes to talking about like burnout and talking about, uh, you know, anxiety in the workplace and how all of that kind of wraps together. Um, and then really not talking about it with other people. I, you know, when I heard all those stats, I wasn't, I wasn't particularly surprised. And I'm actually surprised in some cases that the stats weren't even higher, just because I think these days we're definitely putting ourselves in situations where, like our standards have become a lot higher for how we perform and we're still really not um, putting ourselves in situations where talking about mental health is particularly um, kosher, especially in the workplace. Um, So from that perspective, I think, you know, hearing those stats, I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised um, just because of, you know, personal experiences and then talking to friends and colleagues um, about kind of of their struggles college or in the workplace um, or even like after having kids things like that it, it, I'm not I'm not all that surprised that 
we're kind of all this together, but no one really is talking about it. So. I found, and, and you kind of hit on this to me, and maybe it's just because I've dealt with it and I'm very open about my struggles with anxiety and OCD. I open up to everybody about it. So I think like my biggest surprise with the stats was that people don't share it with their employers or their managers or their friends. They keep it into themselves. And you said, cause it's not kosher to talk about. And that's, that's one thing that I want to just like blow out of the water because why isn't it? Everything else is kosher to talk about. So why can't we talk about mental health? And I think it's such an important topic. So I'm glad we're talking about it today because you, you, you like hit the nail on the head with so many things we do. We put a different standard, of performance on us. We have social media that we compare ourselves to everybody's highlight reel and access to those things, though beneficial in a lot of ways, it also leaves you to, you know, sit on your couch after a bad day at work and scroll and feel worse and worse and worse and worse about yourself if you don't know how to handle it or if you're just not in a good place or if you just need to get off Instagram sometimes. So, um, I was kind of surprised they were that high. I mean, over half of the women, over half. That's, yeah, it, that's insane to me. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I think maybe in that sense, when it comes to women, especially, and not to, you know, bash our men at all, I think we tend to try to do more than we can be capable of sometimes. Not to say we can't do it all, but you know, we're the ones who feel like we need to take on more tasks at work maybe and need to be able to accomplish everything to the same standard we would hold ourselves if we were just doing one of those things. Um, and I think because of that, sometimes we spread ourselves too thin that it kind of becomes, you know, we put ourselves in situations where we've overcommitted um, or haven't asked for help at work, we need some additional support. Um, and and this I'm talking from my own experience. So, um, you know, not for anyone to take it personally. Um, but I think sometimes we tend to really want to take everything on and do everything we can and multitask and handle the situation, right? Um, so from that perspective, I think sometimes uh, we put ourselves in situations which leads to like a lot of stress. And, you know, I think that sometimes pushes us into more anxious situations, trying to meet deadlines and goals and, you know, produce results and impress um, our leaders and coworkers and so forth. And, you know, when you're busy with all that, sometimes you forget to, to really stop and think about like what help you might need to reduce some of that, um, you know, stress and anxiety that comes with like a really high intensity job where, you know, there's a lot going on. So, um, you know, I think from that perspective, I, I guess I'm not as surprised to see that the number for women are a little bit higher than men. Um, and I think we also tend to be a bit prideful and also, you know, in, in a lot of our jobs are in male dominated fields where talk, you know, feelings and touchy feely things aren't always at the top of the priority list to like discuss. Um, so it's hard to say, Hey, boss, I'm, you know, not having a great day today. Take a little bit of time to, to deal with my, you know, like take a mental health day, take a, a day to decompress and take some of that stress away and anxiety away and come back like even stronger. But 
you know, I'm, I'm not surprised to see that the women have a little bit more of that in them than the men do maybe. Um, but, you know, I think there's, there's definitely like opportunities you're saying to maybe open the discussion a little bit more about that. So, you know, does, does your company offer mental health days? Um, we don't have mental health days. We have sick days. Um, there's definitely been times where I've taken a couple hours here and there to maybe leave work a little bit early, um, to just kind of decompress if I've had a really rough day. Um, I went through about, of about seven or eight months where I was working like hours, like crazy hours under very high stress and pressure. Um, and unfortunately I didn't do myself the justice of utilizing those sick days, um, and sick time to, uh, basically say, Hey, I just need to take this personal time off to, to heal myself a little bit in, in a different way, you know, but, um, they don't, you know, thankfully I have a very understanding manager who, you know, doesn't ask why I'm taking a sick day or anything like that. So, um, I don't necessarily need to feel the pressure of like explaining myself to, to my boss or anything like that. So I, I do appreciate that aspect of it. Um, maybe that's not to say that I wouldn't share, but it's also, you know, something that maybe, um, you know, I just started thinking about it. I was like, oh man, I'm going to say something that's going to make me sound really dumb, but you know, that makes me maybe look a little bit weaker and not to say that like mental health and mental illness makes you look weaker. But I think to me, maybe that's just like this stigma that I've felt about it. And it totally, also, yeah. And also maybe, there. you know, why women also don't share that kind of stuff with them because they don't want to look weak in the workplace, especially in like male dominated fields, you know? 100%, which is why I asked because I know, you know, the field you are in. Um, I think it's really cool that there are a lot of newer companies that are actually giving mental health days. I personally don't think you should have to take a sick day for, yeah. you know, a de-stress when you're working 70 hours a week. Like, you should earn that mental health day. And there's, yeah. you know, like my sister works for a company that they get time to go to meditate or yoga. That's a wellness, you know, that's a mm -hmm. mental health wellness perk. And like you said, in higher pressure jobs and higher pressure situations, having those outlets, I think is becoming more and more important. And, you know, no, your manager should never ask, you know, why you're taking a sick day, but you should be able to comfortably say, hey, you've worked me to the bone. I need to go to yoga. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, those are amazing Definitely. perks that the newer companies are starting to have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I personally don't have them in my company, but I work from home. So that comes with a lot of freedoms. When I'm having really bad days, I can go for a walk. I can, you know, at four o'clock if I'm working till, you know, eight, grab a glass of wine to help me like chill out while I'm trying to like finish up a crazy day. Um, I can block my day and go to a yoga class if I really want to. Um, so I have a yeah. lot more freedoms, even though I don't have a mental health package. Mm -hmm. I feel like working from home is a mental health package. Um, yeah. So it, you know, it truly is. <laughs> That's very true. And, you know, we do have flexibility at work too, which is, which is nice. Like where depending on the manager you have, they'll kind of 
give you the opportunity to work from home occasionally. And um, I've utilized that for sure. Um, you know, no questions asked just to say, hey, I need to work from home today. I need to take care of a couple things. And, um, you know, kind of use that time to recharge, like having your dog sit at your feet while you respond to emails and talk to people sometimes has a pretty healing effect to it. So I, I do, I do agree with you there. <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. So we've talked about the kind of our, our take on the, the thing, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you feel not the thing, but mental health, <laughs> um, you feel what I think a lot of people feel is, um, that if you say, I can't handle the stress or that you say the stress is getting to me or that you say I'm overwhelmed, you feel like that could be a detraction to like maybe getting a, a promotion or a raise or your boss, you know, might not think you can handle your job, which is generally not true because generally your boss is in that position too. Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. And I, and I'd have to say like, I've, I've, I've gotten to have a pretty open relationship with my boss. Um, so my boss is a male. So that makes things, you know, not necessarily awkward, but sometimes it does make social dynamics a little bit more difficult. Um, the My manager is pretty open though. So, you know, over time you start developing that, that conversation. And while I haven't outright said, hey, you know, I deal with like issues with anxiety sometimes. And I think probably also a little bit of depression at times. Um, You know, I've talked to him about like what I need at work in terms of like a support team or whatever, um, because I am a project manager and I'm managing way too many things at once usually. So I need to be able to have a a person or two that can support me and that I can delegate to. Um, So I've kind of talked to him about, you know, my workload and burnout um, and how, I can use his help to support, you know, my ability to, to do better at work and to stay healthier and more balanced in my, my work and life as well. So, um, you know, I, it was not the easiest conversation to have. Um, but I think like knowing what you need from your manager and being able to go ask for that, um, usually I would say people are a lot more receptive than you'd expect them to be. Um, just like you said, Michelle, because most likely they're also dealing with that either themselves or with someone else in their personal life, whether it be like their significant other or kids or parents or whatever. So to me, that was like a really difficult, but um, a rewarding conversation nonetheless that also like helped open communication even more with my uh, direct manager. So and communication, I think, is key in getting what you need, both in work and then in your personal life. And obviously, you know, we're an adventure girl podcast, so yes. the outdoors are huge things, uh, is a huge part of both of our lives. Definitely. And so where I, I, I want to see this topic go is now, how do the outdoors help us? So I'm going to share this really cool survey. You, I like I like research. I'm <laughs> sorry. People. I'm the thinker in the group. I love research. So <laughs> when I was looking for stats and kind of making sure, you know, what is intuitive to D&I is actual science, because it is, it ended up being, but it's just intuitive to us. And we wanted to share it with y'all. But then I was like, 
maybe I should have like something to back it up. So I did some research <laughs> um, and I, it backs it up beautifully. So I love it. So, Sweet. Right. So the University of British Columbia, which, you know, British Columbia has some amazing outdoors, um, found evidence to support what they were seeing clinically and that virtually any form of immersion in the natural world outside of your internal world heightens your overall well-being as well as more positive engagement with the larger human community. So in this study, they talked about how mental health includes the capacity to move outside of yourself and mm-hmm. thereby increase and broaden your mental and emotional perspectives about people and then life in general. So these are things that grow, you know, from meditation and from mindfulness, kind of in that state of being grounded in awareness of the pre- present moment. So it's kind of like that buffer zone, I guess, um, between being yeah. pulled by emotions and thoughts about the past or into the anticipation in the future. And rather, instead of getting anxious or getting depressed, you're able to be more simply present, conscious in the moment, and you can observe where your mental and emotional activity is going, but you don't get pulled into it. So mm-hmm. that's what allows for the greater inner calm, the judge, the clear judgment, and it allows you to be more focused that's spot on. Um, right? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So in, in that to me is exactly what I feel. And I loved that they – that I mean, this was in the first line. Virtually any form of immersion in the natural world. That could be standing outside your office and looking at the pretty tree for a couple seconds. It can – and breathing, you know. So yeah. you, it, it can be any – any touch to nature to get some of these benefits, which just kind of that was, I think, what hit me, first of all, was that it can be so subtle. And then that description of being able to not be pulled into your emotions, I can literally feel how I am in nature and how I am able to just like watch my emotions float by and not get pulled into them. So I, when I read that, I was like, "Mm, science check. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And even, you know, it's a good point when you said just standing outside, because a lot of times if I'm having a rough day, um, we have a relatively large campus. um, And so I'll, I'll just go outside and take a lap and, I think just the, the like activity and being outdoors and being under the sun just brings you a little bit of like peace and serenity that you may not find under like LED lights with a million emails flowing in your inbox. So that unnatural um, yellow glow. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, when I read that study, I mean, I just kind of like dove into it more because I think intuitively us adventure girls that's where you talk about like hikers high and those moments when like, I don't really enjoy hiking. Like (laughs) I'll be honest with y'all. Like I love climbing peaks and having like a super big goal to go after, but like my regular just go out and hop on a trail and like climb something. Not always like, something I'm jonesing for what I'm jonesing for is how I feel when I'm out there yeah that ability to cut off from everything and um you know I have I suffer from anxiety and though it's mostly controlled 
there are moments where I have, like, I all text D and I'm like, I need to camp. <laughs> like, I need yep. a complete immersion in nature because that little hit isn't working for me anymore. Um, I need to be able to disconnect. Um, and for me, I've combined meditation and yoga and deep breathing and gratitude and affirmations and I've combined that all with being outdoors to handle my emotional health. But I will say the number one thing that fixed, I mean, it really did fix my anxiety is being outdoors. And so to have that science behind it, I just was like, mm, I love when I'm validated. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you said one pretty important thing I think um, is like disconnected. So yeah. I think, when we take the opportunity to go outside and do something, um, a lot of times we put our connection to everything else on hold, whether that means it's disconnecting from your phone, disconnecting from, you know, your emails, disconnecting from the event that is occurring somewhere else, whether it be at work or your home life or whatever, you kind of take an opportunity to step out of that and away from that. And I think that's, why the outdoors like tends to bring me so much peace as well. And just so much de-stressing is like, because I do completely get to step out and away from the stresses in my day to day from the job or from, you know, my emails at work. Cause I can check my email at home, you know, with my work laptop and stuff like that. So when you, when you take that step outside, you've kind of you know, disconnected from all of that and then give yourself the time that you need to just like let your mind go blank and just hike that hill or sit next to the campfire or whatever it may be, right? Like go kayaking and paddle away, but it just gives you that opportunity to just breathe and take a step out of everything that you have going on and lets you like focus on yourself for once, you know? Exactly. So, so what Let's see. I'm gonna put you really on the spot here, and I'll answer as oh, well. If you, and I'll answer you if, as well if you need time, because I just thought about it while you were saying that. I had just this super clear mental picture of a time that I was having the worst like week, and I went camping, and I found a moment of just pure bliss. And I mean, now I'm talking. I was having a horrible week, like absolutely horrible week, and. I actually, if you guys could have just heard, I'm so sorry. Phoenix just burped behind me super loud. <laughs> I really, really hope that did not just get on um, the recording. Good thing we introduced the dogs last Yeah, I'm so sorry, people. Um, and I'm talking about something, like, so serious. Um, but I can, I, I use that mental picture sometimes when I am really stressed at work. Like, I think of it. So do you have like a moment that you can go back to in your mind where you just were able to find pure peace outside. Yeah. And for me, I guess maybe it's not one single moment that I think of, but it's like all these pictures in my head of all the like outdoors things that I do. Um, and a lot of them have to do with just like sitting quietly, like in the pines. So a lot around like our camping trips, mm -hmm. um, because I think that's when, for me anyways, camping has been the best way to decompress because it 
requires me to be there for a couple days usually. And it lets me um, kind of jump deeper and deeper into like the disconnect from everything else that's going on in my life and let me focus on kind of just recharging and, um, you know, doing something for myself. So a lot of times I'll see, you know, just snapshots in time in my head of like when we went to Williams uh, with the girls, so pines, pine trees, sitting around the campfire, um, just walking up and down dirt roads. A lot of, a lot of the mental pictures I have are, of, you know, that's what um, I thought you were going to say. I seriously thought <laughs> that was where you were going to go because you take five, thousand pictures on the dirt road you know honestly gotta be her spot it has to be when I said that then I was like oh that might be it because um, anytime so anyone that works with me knows uh, Tula and they know Feeney as well because usually my background on my computer is a picture of the two of them running down a dirt road Mm -hmm. in the pines so that's why um, I was going there I thought you were for sure uh, gonna say that I had to get to my answer. You put me on the spot here. So I had to think about it for a second. I knew the ponds were in there. I knew it was camping. But, um, you know, and, and um, I have actually, like, on my cue balls, well, a couple of pictures uh, of Tula and Tula and Phoenix running around in the outdoors. Um, we do a lot of, like, walking up and down dirt roads in, in uh, camping like when we go camping. So maybe that one's it (laughs) with glasses of wine, coffee, whatever, like coffee in the morning, in the evening. Um, but just time of the day, (laughs) definitely just, um, kind of being out there being isolated, um, and just kind of having the opportunity to let my mind wander and wander in ways that aren't like work or, you know, oh crap, yes. I have four loads of laundry <laughs> to do or whatever, right? Because all those small things add up over time. Yeah. And that's why you're always like panicking about how much stuff you have to do. But up there, you kind of just say, well, can't do the laundry up here. So I'm just nope. going to go and have fun. Yep. You're so, forced to. You're really yep. forced to. And like yep. people who know me, I don't sit still well. I, I yeah. don't. Like in, in my here. house, I am constantly like flitting around doing things. I don't just stay still. I get it from my mama who is like <laughs> our, our top subscriber to this channel. Shout out to my mama. <laughs> um, but my favorite moment, and, and I'm going one moment, even though there's yeah. a gazillion, I'm going one moment yeah. only because it was so I, epically hilarious as well. Um, I went camping last second. Like I said, I was having like a bad week. And it was very early April, so it was kind of muddy, so I ended up being kind of stuck in a weird spot um, that had a lot of, like, four-wheel, like, four-wheeler tracks behind it. And it was dusk, and one of my favorite things to do was walk down dirt roads as well, so (laughs) I had forgotten both my wine bottle opener and the glass, so I managed to open (laughs) the wine bottle on a tree. You can do it. We will teach you how. Um... And then I'm like walking down this like dirt four wheeler path with this was in Chunka's Alive with Chunka in Phoenix. I'm drinking the bottle, like the wine straight out of the bottle, and I'm pretty much to the bottom of the bottle. So I'm feeling really good. And no people, (laughs) I do not condone drinking entire bottle of wine. 
it just happened. It happens um, every once in a while. <laughs> and Chunka was laying down and she laid down. And so I laid down in the middle of that road with my head on her belly and Chunga didn't really allow you to cuddle. So for her to allow me to do that for like a substantial period of time was pretty impressive. And Feeny laid like around the corner and we were kind of like dozing watching sunset. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like I'm in the most peaceful, blissful moment. And that is the moment I think of that moment right there. Head on my dog's belly through, you know, the pines as the sun's setting. So they're like golden. And both of the dogs are breathing deeply. That is like my peace moment. But it got shattered by a four wheeler almost. And then he almost got run over. <laughs> so, it, but that like whole moment, like those probably 20 minutes we laid there. Mm-hmm. That if I'm having a bad day, I just take myself like right back there. And um, I think that's a good practice too for those who are struggling with anxiety. And that's how I want to wrap up is how you and I practice um, ways of dealing with our anxiety. So for me, I use the mental pictures of being outdoors. I do tend to get outdoors all the time um I walk Phoenix every single morning for you know three to five miles I'm a newbie trail runner so I'm out on the trails three to four times a week I'm always going somewhere on the weekend into the desert so or into the pine so like I'm always getting outside but during the week I have a very stressful job I tend to work you know 10 hour days and then I lift and then I run and so Beyond just the walking the dog to get outside or eating dinner out on my back patio to get outside, I do use things like deep breathing with picturing those moments with, you know, Chunka. Um, I, you know, will just, before I fire off an email, you know, if I'm super stressed about what I'm getting ready to respond, I'll close my eyes, take a deep breath, picture something very calming, that moment of bliss that, you know, if you have a kid, your kid's smiling, something really blissful and peaceful to you breathe out like yoga and meditative breathing breathe in and then push it out like push everything out and then go on with your day and do that as many times a day as you need I mean if you're having a really bad day you might need to be doing that every half hour um even just getting up if you work in an office when I used to work in office life I would just like go get coffee and then walk out the front door, walk around the building and come in the back door, you know, even just those few moments to get away um, is definitely uh, the majority of how I handle my anxiety is whether it's internal, I just close my eyes and get away from it, or whether it's like an external thing where I actually physically remove myself from the situation. Um, If it is anxiety about finances, which I think are probably some of the top finances us, uh, top anxieties us Americans tend to deal with. Um, I will flip it around and just talk about my gratitude for all the money I do have, for the things I do have, for the life I do have. And generally, if you use the tactic of switching uh, from anxiety to gratitude, it's almost instantaneous, you know, because if you really sit back and look at it, you have so much more than you don't have. Um, and being a single female, you know, finances are a stress for me because it is all on my shoulders. It's, it's my whole world is controlled and maintained by me. And so that is a huge stress of my life. And 
by turning it around to gratitude, it has completely managed my anxiety in, in that path. Um, so those are some of the ways that I do it. So gratitude, taking a moment to go internal and picturing those blissful moments, taking a moment to go external and getting away, disconnecting and getting outdoors every single chance I can get. Um, those are kind of the ways I deal with it. What are some of your like daily tips and tricks? Yeah, and I and um, you know, as I was listening to you, I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's actually a good idea, uh, especially <laughs> on the gratitude kind of switching the picture, you know, from the glass half empty to the glass half full type of thing, um, which I know can be hard, but I was like, oh, that's that seems like a good tactic that I could probably think about every once in a while. Um, so I guess maybe a two pronged approach here um, for me, anyways, is. One of them was just learning that prioritizing myself sometimes was okay. Um, I think that was very difficult. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, whether it be, you know, maybe I get home at like five o'clock after literally just busting my chops at work and like running full speed. My brain is fried. Everything is fried. But then I come home, like, okay, dinner, the dog, got to do this, got to do that. Um, the house is Right. So taking a minute to prioritize yourself and thinking about, okay, what is something that if I did right now would help me feel better or less stressed out or, you know, just something simple like that. So for me, I've tried to find like activities in my life that I could do um, to kind of help me decompress. So actually do uh, like ballroom dancing, which Michelle knows about. So even if I'm like having a super busy week, um, I let it be okay to prioritize myself a couple times a week for half an hour, 45 minutes, and just like go to a group class or um, just go to a lesson or whatever it might be and say, okay, I need this time to like wipe my mind of the work things and enjoy myself and do that. Um, while you're at work, um, like I mentioned before, like I'll take a lap every once in a while go around the campus, even if like my inbox is flooded and I have a meeting coming up. Like sometimes I just know I'm going to produce better if I give myself a little bit of time and priority and take a 10 minute walk around. Um, and I guess I always prioritize taking the opportunity to go out and do something outside. Um, like this past weekend, uh, you know, we got tons of stuff going around the house. But I was like, you know what? We need to take opportunity of, you know, the good weather. And I just need a little bit of time to decompress. So instead of prioritizing the housework, you know, stuff I needed to do around the house, I said, we're going to prioritize ourselves and we're going to go ahead and we're going to go hiking. Um, so we took that opportunity. And I'm sure you can hear Tula. Maybe she heard the word hiking I got excited but um you know just took the opportunity to really say hey I want to um prioritize my like health first and um go ahead and go and take that time to like see the picture of Tula running up and down a dirt road and like recharge and decompress and um even if it's for an hour to just separate myself from like all the day to day so Anytime you have an opportunity and um, to, to do that, basically really just learning to be okay with prioritizing yourself 
um, and maybe leaving the house looking a little messy, but you've gone and done your hike and now you feel a little bit better and that'll make you better at everything else anyway. So really just like learning that was maybe my biggest thing and just something I would recommend for others. Just saying, you know what, you can take your time when you need it, put yourself first every once in a while and like let yourself recharge. Absolutely. A messy house is a well-loved house. <laughs> messy, yep. not dirty. Messy, not dirty. <laughs> my mama would kill me if my house was dirty, dirty. Um, but no, a messy house, like like you said, prioritize yourself. Who cares if there's a couple extra loads of laundry? Um, you know, take the time to put yourself first and stop. Stop the impossible standards. Stop yeah, them. definitely. Stop them. All right. So we have talked a lot today I think it's no I think it's great because I think I mean I didn't even know some of the things that you went through and you do and I talk to you all the time so I think yeah. it's important for people to know this is a common every single person you know is dealing with some sort of anxiety in their life and one in five one in five are dealing dealing with a serious mental illness so kindness grace compassion love all of those things are, I think, key attributes of any good uh, adventure girl. And, you know, just remembering to give those things to yourself as well as yeah. well as to everybody else, um, I think, is just so important these days. And before we wrap up, I meant to do this at the beginning. And Dee does not know I'm doing this. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-huh. I am challenging you. So um, I do all the audio mixing in the background. Um, so I listen to these podcasts like 12 times and bear with me as I work to get our combined audio better. But after I listened to the, uh, I think my intro mixed with a little bit of your intro, you mentioned something that you would love to be better at. So Ooh. I am going to challenge you to it. And you have the right and will to challenge me to anything but jumping out of an airplane or a bungee. <laughs> I'm petrified of heights, so I will not do it because why jump out of a perfectly good airplane and within financial reason? Um, so my challenge to you is to plan a solo plan and document a solo day or overnight trip. It can be in Arizona. It does not need to be expensive. Um, can be whenever you choose. But solo adventure, find something weird, go and explore. Okay. No, that's a good idea. So I might have to ease into it and do a, a solo day trip before I go for the overnight trip. But I said day or night. So we'll, you can do, and we'll I, I, get there. And I you have to camp overnight alone. You can do okay. a hotel, Airbnb, and you, you can choose to just do a day. But you said very clearly that it was something you wish you were better at was just finding someplace and going and exploring. So that is what I want you to do. So okay. I want you to find someplace and I want you to go explore. I want you to document it so we can put it on the Instagram, on the grams. So you'll have a story and all that fun stuff. And if you think of anything for me to be challenged down the road, I am game. This is not one-sided. Oh, yeah. Um, Don't worry. I, I'll find something. <laughs> I just have my limits. There, there's not many, but there's As many. do we all. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again. Sorry this one went a little long, but as you know, we like to talk. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you joining us on the journey. Hit that subscribe button to follow the continued podcast we launch every Tuesday at 10 a.m. 
Mountain Standard Time. And uh, yeah, join our join our Instagram too, and we'll post some more pictures up there, maybe of some dogs running down some dirt roads or something. But uh, yeah, (laughs) and Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you can ask us for specific topics. You can be part of the quizzes um, because as we design this and build this, you know, right now we're just kind of paying attention to what y'all listen to and what you don't listen to. So hop on over to Instagram. Let us know what you like, what you want to hear of, what you don't want to hear. And uh, if you like us, let us know that too. But if you don't like us, be kind. And don't let us know. (laughs) (laughs) No, let us know, but tell us what we can do better, right? In a kind manner. In a kind manner. Don't break our little adventure hearts, okay? (laughs) No, no. I've got thin skin, people. I've got thin skin. So, all right, guys. That is it for us today. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys.